Welcome to the Inferno Cast. Today's guest is the president of the Red Dragon Karate Schools. He's also a TV and film actor, and he's been in many films such as Karate Kid, Batman and Robin, Blade, and most noteworthy, he was Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. But now he's spending his time working with his Bullyproof Fitness program, and his goal is to help teach a million kids how to get bullyproof and in fit shape. So let's welcome Mr. Chris Casamasa. How are you doing today, sir? Doing great, Caleb. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're glad to have you here. I appreciate you making time. I know you have a lot of projects going on. And which kind of leads me to my first question is, you know, you got into this Bullyproof project pretty early and you had some momentum. How many kids had you reached already before the shutdown? Uh, just over 60,000 kids have gone, uh, gone through our course. And uh, this is something that actually I've been doing over the course of the last half decade to, to help kids. And uh, it's been part of my mission to, to do this, but we hit a little bump in the road with this uh, COVID-19 shutdown, but we'll get through yeah. it. So it'll be all right. Well, I mean, that's very admirable because, you know, there's a lot of kids out there that they, they need these influences and sometimes they don't always have access, you know, to the right information or, or, or to the platform for them to take part in martial arts or, or learn how to protect themselves, defend themselves, improve their self-confidence, or even improve their fitness. I mean, which one do you feel is maybe like the bigger concern right now? Is, is it kids and the kids in their fitness and perception of fitness, or is it kids in the bully situation? If you had to lean a direction. Well, I think the bully, well, you know what? It's really hard to tell because listen, uh, statistically, they say that one in three kids cannot pass a basic physical fitness test, right? They're that out of shape or, or that overweight, which is unfortunate. And listen, a lot of public schools, and you know this, have taken PE out of their regular curriculum due to budget cuts or, or whatever it is that they're doing. So kids aren't necessarily getting a lot of activity with the rise in social media, online gaming, things like that. People are living a more sedentary lifestyle than ever before. Now, there's workarounds, there's ways around it. Now listen, bullying, is also a huge problem. Yeah. Most kids, listen, kids sometimes can be evil little bastards. Listen, you were a kid, <laughs> I was a kid. Listen, just, we just don't know, there's no filter. But some people are worse than others and it happens, it's a big problem. So one of the great things about learning martial arts, as you well know, is it builds up your self-confidence and your self-esteem, your ability to believe in yourself and to stand tall in the face of adversity, which is why I'm out there, you're out there, trying to fight the good fight and help as many kids as possible go through this. So whether they're being picked on because it's just a bad kid or they're being picked on because of their weight or their looks, um, that with what we're doing, it will help them basically put a, a force field, if you will, around themselves so that their self-esteem rises above any adversity that they face. Man, that's a really, um, you know, that's an important topic facing today's youth, which brings me back to, you know, what led you down this path to where, you know, this was so important to you that you felt like this was something that you had to do? Well, it was a variety of factors. One, obviously, you know, we, we have a chain of martial arts schools here in Southern California. So this is something for over 50 years we've been helping kids with. And listen, I'm a product of everything the martial arts can do for you, right? It, if all the factors line up and everything goes and you focus on what you truly want, then nothing is impossible. Right? I could have never been a four-time martial arts champion. I could have never been a star of movies and TV if I didn't believe in myself. Now, I had to put in the work, right? So everybody says, oh, you're so lucky. It's not luck. It's work and preparation meets opportunity. So because of those factors, I was able to do 
all the things I've done in my life. So I want to help give other people those same opportunities, right? And, and doing it in a martial arts school is great, but it's a very small thing. Now, whether you have 100, 200, or even 500 members, that's small compared to the 327 million people that live in the United States right now. So I wanted to reach out and do what I could to help and impact as many people as possible. Listen, we all know kids are the next generation of our leaders. So why not empower them and give them the mental tools they need to lead us forward into the next century or, or millennium that we're going to go. And that, that's why I'm out there doing it. And listen, I, I'm, I want to be an advocate for kids. I want to be someone who helps them and pulls them up, not the person who pushes them or keeps them down. Absolutely, man. And, you know, and that's, and it kind of makes me think about when you were a kid growing up, cause you're a generational martial artist, right? Did your dad yeah. practice? Yeah. So, so you were kind of raised in that environment, but was there a turning point for you as a kid in which doing martial arts every day, which was the family norm turned into who you were and you had a purpose with doing your martial arts? Well, for me, it was, it, it was probably a little different because my dad was, and to this day is still my hero, right? I always looked up to him as like, he was Superman before I knew who Superman was, right? He could do stuff I'd never seen before uh, in my life. So I always, I just wanted to be around him and be around that element. I wanted to learn how to, I was like, I want to learn how to do that. Uh, that's why, you know, I started when I was four years old. So um, for me, that's, that's, that was my turning point is, is when I was young. I got hooked on it at a very young age. And the cool thing about my dad was he never said, you have to do martial arts. He basically said, you know, I kept saying, I want to go to the studio. I want to go to the studio. He goes, okay, fine, you can come. But when you start, you can't stop until you make black belt. Now, I don't care how long that takes, but there's no giving up. So I was like, you know, at four, what are you going to say? Okay, dad, like whatever. There's not a whole lot. Like you don't even get grasp that concept, but you know, it took me nearly seven years of training to get there. And I wanted to quit a bunch of times. And he was like, remember what you said, remember what you said, you can't give up, you can't stop. And then he said, when you get the black belt, well, you could stop. I get the black belt and that, that's the last time you want to stop. He's like, I'm finally a black belt. I want to wear my black belt around and, and yeah. be cool. So you know, I was, I was kind of hooked on it from a, from a young age. So at what point did you start to think about, you know, what you could achieve as a martial artist that it wasn't going to the local school, it wasn't going to classes, local tournaments? Like, when did your perspective become a little bit more worldwide where you're like, you know what, I can go train, compete, I can take martial arts and go anywhere in the world with this? Well, probably after I retired from competition, right? I got, when I started competing, I started competing locally and regionally. And then I got hooked on that is winning is an addiction. <laughs> so after, after you lose for a while, and I lost for a long time, but once you start winning and start to get it, figure out, then I started going out, I went on the pro tour and I, and I was on the pro tour for a number of years. But after all that was done, after I had done some movies, I was always you know we had always been able to help kids so it was one of the things that crystallized for me i can tell you right now because i remember the moment i was on an airplane going i think to dallas and i was reading an article in the usa today newspaper that was talking about the epidemic of childhood obesity and bullying and this was gosh 10 12 years ago maybe and i it just kind of the lightning bolt went off of like hey i don't feel like this i've never had this problem it's because of my martial arts training. So why not try and impact the people who aren't in our community and empower them with the skills and tools that they need? And then maybe it'll interest them, right? Wherever, you know, 
If I can be the, the, the rising tide that lifts all the boats, there's, you know, what, 15,000 martial arts schools in America. And if I can inspire kids all over the U.S. And, or hell, all over the world to go train at a martial arts school, then that's a win for them. I know it's a win for the kids because they're going to be empowered. So why not be the person out there doing that? Absolutely. You know, so when you look at what you've kind of been doing with your life of martial arts and training, competing, and you realize like the benefits that it brought you and you want to give that to others, were there some circumstances in your life to where you could feel that you had the edge because you were a martial artist, whether it be like your professional career, the acting career as an athlete, as a father, you know, like, do you have some, some stories to where you're like, you know what, I ran into circumstance and I knew that I was ahead and I had the edge because I'm a martial artist first. I don't know that I ever thought that I had an edge, but I had the confidence because they all became stepping stones for me, right? So when I became a black belt and I was competing in the kids division, then I said, well, what if I competed in the teen division? And then what if I competed in the adult division? Then I went to the adult division and I got wiped out. But then I was like, okay, so now I know what I need to work on. So then I got better and I started competing locally and regionally and then statewide. And then I go, well, what happens if I go to the next level? So they were small steps of progression that I went through, went on the pro tour. And then when I was on the pro tour, you know, I, I was a big fan, as many people were, of Bruce Lee when I was growing up. He was like my martial arts hero besides my dad. And I go, okay, well, maybe I can do this movie and TV stuff. And then again, because I was at the right place at the right time, you know, I got asked by some producers that were in the audience of a tournament that I won in Atlanta, the Battle of Atlanta. I won the grand championship. And afterwards, there were some people there that were scouting for a TV show. And they said, hey, would you like to be in this TV show? So really, it was just it was stepping stone, small steps in that direction. And that led me to do that. Now, of course, now when I go out on an audition or I go on it and I go to do things, it's like, I've got some swagger because I've had all that experience of the knowledge of how I got to where I am. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, cause it, it just, like you said, it kind of, it's stair steps. So you, your foundation got broader and stronger as you move forward you know, which was a reflection of your, your martial arts lifestyle. And um, if you were going to advise or, or influence somebody that's trying to take control of their life, they're trying to get some momentum, you know, this is a difficult time we're in with, with what's going on with the pandemic. Like if you're going to give somebody like a couple pieces of advice for them to gain momentum in their life, they don't have a background in martial arts, they haven't been able to, you know, accomplish a lot, and they don't have that confidence of what they've already achieved, what would you do to get them started? Well, there's a saying that, that I like to use. And I don't know the, the author of the saying, but it, it says, you don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. So if you want something great in your life, you just got to start. And I mean, if it's fitness, if it just means going out for a walk every day or eating one less meal, then that's the small step that you've got to take to go in the right direction. Now, the reason I encourage people to do martial arts is because it's easy for me to sit here and say that to you or say that to anybody who's watching. The hard part is the self-discipline that it requires to take even that first step. And that's one of the great things about martial arts is you have to improve yourself. The self-discipline that it takes to do this helps you do all those other steps to go in that direction. And that's why I always encourage people, like whether it's with me or with you, just start martial arts. I don't care where you start just start. That's really the first step to take. 
to get them going in that direction. And, and the other thing, especially for kids, is, which is the hardest thing and the other piece of advice is belief in self is the most powerful tool I can give anybody. When you believe in you, everybody will start to believe in you. But that lack of self-confidence, that lack of self-esteem is like a knife in your heart. It kills you every single time. Is there a time in your life where you kind of felt like a little bit caught by that where, you know, just sometimes it's the negative press, it's people pressuring you, like, I have to perform at this level. You know, is there a time where you were kind of dealing with this, this pressure to perform and succeed and it was just challenging to cope with? And how did you get through that? So again, as cliche as this sounds, my martial arts training prepared me for all of that because I can either be knocked back by the negativity or I can break through and conquer, right? So there wasn't one moment, like I, to this day, when I go up on a stage or when I go to an audition or I go to speak in front of a, a, a crowd, I still get nervous, I still get scared, but over time I've learned to keep that on the inside and use that energy in a positive manner to even up the scale of my performance or up the scale of what I'm going to do. So I, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it really is true. Man, it really doesn't sound cliche to me because like when you look at successful people, I mean, there, there are indicators that have guided to that success. And I can remember when I first started studying people that were highly successful by reading books, the first three, four books, I felt like, man, these guys are just trying to sell me an idea. Then like the next three or four books, I was like, these guys are all saying the same three or four things. And then mm. after that, I realized it is the same three or four steps that everybody is using to kind of find their success. And it's not that it's complicated. It's just difficult. Just like with a sparring match or a martial arts match, the goal of the game is not complicated. You know, like you need to win, hit them before they hit you, get the points, get the knockout, a submission. That's the goal, but it's challenging, you know? And, and of yep. course, hindsight's real easy to be like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? But that's what I'm kind of looking for is how that martial arts and, and the life off the mats can kind of come together and what people can use these tools they have for to accomplish goals in their life. You know, how do they transition the martial art lessons off of the mats into the rest of their life? And, and so if you were going to give somebody some advice of like, if you want to take what you're getting out of doing martial arts or getting in shape or, you know, improving your fitness, what are some ways that can bleed over into the rest of their life? Well, I'll, t I'll tell you the real secret in which you probably already know. There is never not a martial arts training moment. Like there is no off the mat. If you're a true martial artist, you take what you've learned here and it just comes with you. It's like this shirt I'm wearing. It goes where I'm going because I'm in it. So I'm always in it, period. So there is no, like as much as there would be like, there's, there's this one thing. There is no one thing. It's everything that you've learned as a martial artist just comes with you. Now that becomes your toolbox that you can draw from based on the situation that you're given, whether it's doing an interview with me and you or, or whether it's me getting on stage in front of a thousand people to speak to a bunch of business owners on how they can grow their business and impact their lifestyle. It's just the same tool. I'm just using it in a different way. Like if it, if it wasn't for my martial arts training, I would 
crap myself to get up on stage in front of a thousand business owners to talk to them about business, I would be like, oh, it would totally freak me out. And I still like, I'm still nervous. I still get that feeling inside. But again, because I have the things I've learned in the martial arts, it allows me to take those steps. And get, so for me, I mean, the, the, the true, true short answer is there is no off the mat. It's with me all the time. I, I love that answer, man. Especially the t-shirt the analogy is it, it goes with you. Um, and it's a part of who you are. And I think sometimes people need to maybe realize that that's like, this is part of your identity. This is who you are. It will support you and follow you, whatever you go through, and, which it has done for you, which is very apparent with your career and the success you've had, which gets me to that story. We always have to talk about movies a little bit. Um, a fun story from one of the films that you enjoyed or that was silly or something that, you know, we could appreciate of like, oh my gosh, man, I had to wear this stuff for seven hours. You got something fun for us? Uh, well, I got something fun for you. The first time, uh, if you look back here, you see the little Batman head. Uh, so I got to do Batman and Robin. It was George Clooney's double in that movie, which was, I mean, not the best Batman movie out of all of them. Uh, I'll be the first one to tell you that. But hey, I got to wear the Batsuit. Absolutely. There's probably about maybe a dozen people on the planet that can say that. So yeah. that was cool. But a, a cool experience on that film. First of all, George Clooney, nicest guy. You know, you always hear these stories about actors that are that are jerks and, and rude and stuff. But the story with George is he's always very nice and very humble, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, that's PR. So I got to meet him, obviously, because he wanted to see who was going to be kicking and punching as him. Uh, really nice guy. Took me out to lunch. Uh, very, very humble, very nice. Uh, he got even nicer after he saw all the cool stuff that we were doing in the suit, all the fight scenes. But uh, he and I apparently have the exact same chin. So I was in the bat suit and we were doing the interior fight of Mr. Freeze when they, they meet for the first time. Uh, and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they, they were getting in a fight and Arnold has a double two, but for whatever reason, he wasn't there that day. So he was in the Mr. Freeze and they had special content. It was hard for him to see. So I walk up to him and he and I are having a conversation for about five minutes because he thought he was talking to George Clooney. So I was talk he was talking to me and then the director walks over and goes, oh, Arnold, so you've met Chris. And he goes, Chris, I cannot do an Arnold impression to save my life. So I'm not right, gonna try right, yeah. and He goes, oh, I thought this was George Clooney. So it was great. And I'm like, no, I just wanted to talk to Arnold Schwarzenegger and meet you. Yeah, oh, you very awesome. funny, very funny. That is very cool, man. And I'm sure you've had a lot of good times and you know, it's just really, it's the experience. Um, you know, that's one thing, like, I've got to talk to some other actors and people who've worked in film is, it's almost just like going to martial arts tournaments. Like, you can't win them all. You're not always going to have the best, you know, opportunity to show your skills or something. But it's the journey of being there and getting to, you know, kind of use your, your art and your style to express something. Like, there's just such a bigger picture there. Um, and I always think that it's neat and amazing. So are, are you working on anything in the future? Do you have anything kind of coming up you've been working on? I do. I actually have two, two projects coming up. One uh, is going to be with the original production team that did the original Mortal Kombat franchise. Um, they, we have a film coming up with them that was supposed to shoot, but obviously has been put on hold and hiatus. And then I'm also going to be working with, and, and you and I spoke about this, uh, with my a student of mine, who's also a very, very good friend and an awesome martial artist, by the name of Jason David Frank, who many people know as the original Green Ranger and Red Ranger on the Power Rangers series, and he's been in the movies and all that stuff. Uh, but as you know, and I, I it was cool because I kind of helped him get his start in that whole franchise 
when they were casting. And then he went on to do his thing. I went on to do my thing, which was neat, but we've never got the chance to work together. So uh, we're to be working together on a project called Legend of the White Dragon. And that should hopefully start filming later on this year. But uh, he and I are gonna have a pretty epic, pretty epic battle on screen. It's gonna be, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be exciting. That's awesome, man. I mean, cause, cause you and, and Jason both, I mean, you guys were childhood heroes, you know, for myself and a lot of people in the industry and, and even people that are like not even martial arts fans, like, like they loved your character and, and the Power Ranger characters and just influenced so many people in a positive way. So it's awesome to see you guys coming back together, getting to work on a project kind of full circle. And it's funny just cause like, I know Jason from like the, the MMA shows where, you know, we're out backstage waiting on the, the fights to start and dealing with commission and all this. And um, you know, but to see the other side of it, of him being able to do something for the industry as a whole is just really awesome. And the last thing I wanted to ask was if you were going to give your kids two pieces of advice to be successful in life, like here's the two things that I could give you to, to make the most out of life. What do you think that would be? That's a big powerful question. I actually have two kids. Uh, so the advice I've given them over the years is one, nothing in the world takes the place of persistence and you must persist until you succeed. And number two, we already talked about, and that is believe in yourself and everyone will. Don't believe in yourself and no one will. Absolutely. Well, that is some very, very impactful information that I think people can really appreciate that they can look at your story and what you've accomplished in your life and what you're trying to build and especially helping these kids with, you know, this project of getting kids to learn about anti-bullying and getting in shape and reaching a million kids, which we're going to do our best to try to help you accomplish that goal. And, and when things get back to normal, I, I know you'll be able to achieve that because that's kind of who you are as a, an achiever at heart. So I appreciate the time today. Is there anything you would like to finish with? Well, I'm going to finish with the, the shameless plug for our Bullyproof program, right? So the, the book, I wrote the book. It's a number one bestseller. It's on Amazon. It's called uh, uh, Bullyproof Fitness. It's the ultimate guide for parents in the battle against bullies and bellies and how to make your kid feel like a super ninja. Uh, so please go there. There's a ton of free resources for parents uh, inside the book. Then our website is bullyprooflife.com, which will appear nowhere on the screen right there, but you can remember that. Bullyproof.com. They can go there and there's a bunch of free resources from there. We, had, we even have an app in the app store. And again, it's all free. The app is free, website, uh, all of that, because I'm, I'm not doing this to try and make millions of dollars. I'm doing this to try and help millions of kids um, and just impact the world. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your time. Thank you for talking to me today. And we will definitely be in touch soon. I hope you have a great day. Right on, Caleb. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.